Hello and welcome to the Really Bad Mental Health Podcast. My name is Adam Collins and I'm one of the hosts. Shortly, Adam Harvey and Lisa Cooper will be joining me. This podcast was set up off the back of our not-for-profit business, The Brave and Determined Company, where we sell gym apparel and clothing to raise money to help people on their mental health journeys. Adam, Lisa and I know the benefits counselling can have as we've all used it at times in our lives and we fully understand the positive effect. And this is our mission, to provide free therapy to anyone that needs it and improve people's mental health through discussion and promoting physical health. We're just three friends from North Dorset, trying to break the stigma surrounding mental health and we're definitely having fun on the way. This podcast is totally free and we hope you enjoy it. The way to help us is to subscribe to our channel and please leave a comment. Spread the word of the movement we've started. We hope you enjoy the show, but if you don't, we're still going to keep doing it anyway. Welcome to the Really Bad Mental Health Podcast. Episode 11. Welcome, everyone. A very good evening to my co-hosts, Mr. Adam Harvey and Ms. Lisa Cooper. Mrs. <laughs> Is that, I don't know, you miss, Mrs.? No, no, I'm just miss. Just miss? I miss just Lisa miss. Cooper? Yeah, I, I think a Ms. makes you sound a bit like I'm a Ms., which means I've clearly been divorced and I'm not married anymore but miss is just like i've never never made that mistake <laughs> the thing is everyone knows that at least because you love a bit of an overshare in here so yeah yeah that's cool we we're just talking about geographical distance before we came on board so mr adam harvey is joining us from the mighty town of milbourne port is it even a town no it's, it's a village a village and miss lisa cooper is joining us from the mighty Motcombe, which is also i believe a village i think it's the village half six is a hamlet Oh, there's a there's a discussion, and like you said, Harv, on Alfred Radio, Mock and Matters is on before us, so maybe they could answer us. Is yeah. is Mock? And there's going to be people from all over the world going, "Where the hell's Mockham? But it says like on the, as you come in, it says drive carefully through our village. It doesn't say drive carefully through our hamlet. All right, well it's a village then, isn't it? You, you've got yeah. evidence. Unlike Michael Jackson being alive, you've actually got evidence <laughs> to back this one up. We've got to mention that in every podcast episode from now on. So that's what we've got to do. So, do you know, weirdly, it was the anniversary of his death when we recorded that last one. 13 years. Ah, so you admit he's dead. <laughs> ah, I like what you've done. Ah, I went all Poirot on you. But, or supposed death. Uh, talking of locations, we've got some new locations of listeners. Did you guys know this? Harv, you might no. know. No, I don't know. Two new locations. Two. Ooh. Not one. Two. We have got... Count them. Count them. One, not two. I can count. Uh, Cape Town, South Africa. Ooh. Not, not the most southern point, though, because we've got a listener in New Zealand. And also Cancun in Mexico. So someone's <gasps> listening on the beach. I went to Cancun on my honeymoon. What? See, I told you, you tell everyone everything. <laughs> see, <Lise? laughs> If people didn't like, know you were to... married before, they know now because you went they on They definitely honeymoon. do now. <laughs> I hope you guys like our music that was on before us. We've got a new start to this, so we've imported some music. Very much big thank you to Mr. Adam Harvey for that. So that's cool. We've now got a proper intro. I just downloaded it. I didn't like. I didn't create it or anything. Oh yeah, but you could. <laughs> you could have like said then that you created music it. producer, music mogul, Adam Harvey. One hit wonder. So how is everyone? Everyone cool? Good. Yeah, good. 
Good, glad to hear it. Lise, you've been overtraining. How's that been going? It's been, yeah, <laughs> I've been very tired, very exhausted. I've like, what's the word? Like when you just plateau and I feel like I'm going backwards. So I had a little chat with our coach core the weekend and she said, I think you're overdoing it. Have a bit of a rest. Yeah, I think that's a really good thing to say and admit as well, because it's quite hard yeah. to know because I overtrain way too much and we've been talking about yeah. it offline, haven't we? And, and I, I'm doing the same. And I had a look at the symptoms and the signs of it and I've definitely got most of them. So trying to take an extra rest day and I made the decision today to come off sugar ward as well. So I stopped seeing other people's, not that I'm not pleased for other people when they're doing well, but at the moment for me, it's having a negative effect on my training. But the sugar ward, for people that don't know, is where you can store your results from the CrossFit workout. And if you can set it so that no one can see you, so it's private. Yeah, mine's set to private anyway. Yeah, but... or you can have it and you can see everyone's. And it's a really cool thing because you can see if someone's yeah. got a PB or someone's lifted a load. You give them a little fist bump. I can totally see where you're coming from, Lise, because yeah. if you're not going and you look at Sugar Ward, you could feel like a bit of fear of missing out there and like, oh, that guy's training and they, she's done more than I have and he's running that fast. So I can see why that could have a negative effect. Yeah, like I say, it's not that I'm not pleased for everyone. Obviously, it's lovely when everyone gets PB and that's the main one of the main parts of CrossFit that we love. But at the moment, it's having a detrimental effect on how I'm feeling about myself and my training. That's really cool that you recognise it, though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, really good, really good. And we've decided our topic for next week is going to be around overtraining, isn't it? So we'll yeah. continue that then. Half, you've been to physio today. How are you feeling? I got told that my hamstrings were incredible, but it wasn't in the right... <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> baffling, incredibly baffling. What the hell is going on here? Bonkers. So, yeah, I've been to physio, which was um, much needed, and I delayed it a week because I shouldn't have done so. I've got my new list of stretches and exercises and bits and pieces to um, ignore, to do. Yeah, don't say that. Clara will rip your head off if you don't do them. Um, the reason we postponed, though, is because we had um, Aaron on last week, didn't we, from um, yeah. It's OK Clothing. And obviously, our podcast listeners are, you know, they're the top priority in our lives so we had to be there for them absolutely and what a great what a great uh guest he was and talking about Aaron last week I don't know if you guys felt it but that was a really really tough episode for me to record and Aaron and I were in contact the next day and he said he, he had the stuff and knocked out of him because we went pretty deep in what we were talking about last week and a really really good subject that I think we should talk about and we should all talk about but really really difficult one and it tired me out for a couple of days I'll be honest yeah it was quite draining when I say draining that's probably the wrong word but it must have been for you as well because obviously when you edit it you listen to it over and over again so you're hearing that same story and it's tough to listen to isn't it to think that someone feels that that's their only option yeah and I think that highlights how um incredible it was for him to share yeah Absolutely. Yeah. And I think draining's the right word, Lise. I, I was drained afterwards. And yeah, you're right. I do listen to it over and over again because I edit it. But I think the other thing that came out of it was Calm and their one last photo that they, the exhibition they did yeah. in Southbank. What it led on to was I, you know, Aaron spoke about it and then I went and looked at that and I was almost fascinated by it because it had such an impact on me that those people who, you know, took their lives their last photo, not one of those photos, they looked unhappy. And that was no. really kind of, um, 
That's an eye-opener, isn't it? Yeah, really intriguing for me. And I kept, I found myself, kept looking at it and going over it. And I think, you know, that those couple of days of, of that really kind of took it out of me in a, in a, in a exhausting way. And it was only when we, were, we met on Friday to talk about the Bad Co charity. And we met up with um, OG Charlie and Rach and we were, and were setting up that, the, the charitable trust. It was only then when I talked about it, I thought, God, I've, I've, this has really kind of affected me you know, more than I thought. And then I've listened back to the podcast as I do every week to, to hear it when I'm driving my car. And I thought, God, if, if I feel like that, imagine what all our listeners feel like. So yeah, it's a really eye, real big eye opener for, for me. And I'm sure it is for everyone else. Absolutely. And if anyone needs support, obviously get in, get in contact, like we said last week with Carmel or the Samaritans. You asked a really good question, Harv. You asked, what was it like? Or what did we mean by having it all and and Aaron answered so I've got his answer here oh brilliant oh, cool. he sent in so Aaron said for me now having it all is about being in control of me having a support network around me and being able to leave some kind of legacy behind me I don't want anyone feeling the way I did family and friends oh yeah really yeah. nice answer lovely yeah. answer yeah no materials in there what a really, really cool guy. And, you know, thanks again for, to him for coming on. And um, I see we followed Blue Sunday on Insta, which is his oh, yeah, son's band. <laughs> yeah, and that's really cool. So I, saw, I, saw, I thought, oh, Blue Sunday liked our photo. Who's that? And then I looked and thought, oh, that's really cool. That's his band. So, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And talking of legacies, we can't not mention the sad news yeah, yesterday. Yeah, really sad of news. The passing of Deborah, Bow Babe. You know, we all, everyone knew it was coming, but, you know, it's just heartbreaking. And this morning I was watching um, Good Morning Britain this morning and I was just crying. It was so sad. Like, you feel like you knew her, even though we didn't, you know, you feel like you knew her. And she was kind of, every photo of her, she's just smiling, she's laughing, you know, and in her last day she was still helping other people and, you know, just trying to do her bit. And I think we can all learn from her, can't we? You know, and all have a bit more, be a bit more like Debs. And Absolutely right. You know, legacy is the word with, with what she's done and what she's created. And awareness yeah. around bowel cancer. You know, she's got a yeah. lot of people talking about it. And, um, you know, she's got the, the T-shirts that come out, Rebellious Hope. Yeah. And what else, Lise? Uh, so they've got a new campaign on toilet rolls now to list, like, the signs of bowel cancer and things. So I think they're in, I think it's Andrex who are doing that. Yeah, I think it is. What, what an amazing lady. And... You know, our thoughts are with their fam, with her family, and and the people she's left behind. And it's heartbreaking to think what they're going through right now. But yeah, I, I mean, I can't, I can't say anything other than you know she'll be sorted. Yeah, it's already all well. been said, isn't it? You know, she is incredible, just incredible. There's no words. You know, I sent a message to Sam last night. I said, "There's nothing we can say that's not already been said." But you know, we're just thinking of you, and it is yeah. heartbreaking. Absolutely. Going back to Erin, our T-shirts for the, the charity Calm are being released on Friday. So Friday the 1st of July, they're all ready to go on the website. We've just got to click a button and they're ready to go. So if you can support us and all of the profits that we, that we make from those T-shirts will be going directly to Calm. So if you guys can go onto the website and support us through that, it's um, badco.uk. So please support us where you can. That'd be really cool. We did get a bit of feedback about our podcast number 10. I don't know if you guys know, it's about the absolutely terrible singing at the end of the podcast and whether we should carry on doing it anymore. Uh, wow. <laughs> who, who left that sort of feedback? 
<laughs> I think it's fair. Whoever, whoever well, loves yeah. it. It whoever was horrendous. It. <laughs> I was cringing when I listened back to it. I was like, oh, God. That sounded worse than I thought it sounded. I think we should decide whether we should sing or not at around minute 54 of the podcast. Then that's when we decide whether we should sing or not, don't you? It was a hard, it's a hard song to sing, pure and simple. I feel like my other weeks have been better. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm tone deaf. I don't know why you get me to sing. I admittedly, hands up, I'm tone deaf. Oh, at least everyone loves it, really. Everyone loves it. I think it was more me and Harve joining in last week and ruining the end of that song. Oh, okay. But since then, since that the last recorded, I've been looking up a bit of hearsay because you spoke about Susie Shaw, Harve, and all that sort of stuff. Mm. And I, I can't find any other songs other than Pure and Simple. No, they didn't have Pure, uh, they had Pure and Simple, and I think that was about it. But like they, I, you know, if I remember back to when Hearsay were around, I swear they were around for like a couple of years. Well, they won Pop, it wasn't like Pop Idol, was it? Or it, what was it? It was one of those ones. A kind of group's version of Pop Idol, wasn't it? Oh, I don't know, I don't know. But it felt like they were yeah. around for a lot more than one single. Yeah, well, there's a lot about them as well, wasn't there? Because they were under a lot of like pressure to be, like the girls were always under a lot of pressure to be thin and to be you know, losing weight and stuff. That all came out, didn't it, after? Well, I mean, that even goes on now. You look at um, yeah. Little Mix, you know, one of the girls left Little Mix because of the pressure on her and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah I know. Horrendous, isn't it? Yeah. So, Lauren Jumps, we've got to talk about Lauren Jumps because, you know, her and I are pretty much besties. <laughs> oh, the Lauren Jumps segment. Yeah, and I think that you two owe me an apology. I think it's, yeah, I don't think it's a full-on sorry yet. I think it's a, an apology. I apologise. Because she doesn't actually... When she comes on it and we're interviewing Lauren, then I want an apology from both of you. I will apologise. It's like the peep show, isn't it? When he tries to make Jez apologise and he's like, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. He's like, just say it like you mean it. And he can't say it. He's like, I apologise. I was wrong. He's like, just say sorry. He's like, I can't say it. If Lauren Jumps appears on this podcast, I will I will say sorry. Yeah. I, yeah. And mean it. <laughs> I genuinely will mean it. <laughs> And then yeah, you won't be able to say anything because you won't be able to get your words out because you'll be so starstruck. Yeah, my wife said I'm going to be like a like a 15 year old girl when Lauren Jumps comes <laughs> on the podcast. So she hasn't actually said yes, she's coming on yet, but it's with her agent. But she did send me another message the other day saying thanks for your support. And I actually yeah. took my dope rope outside and did some skipping with it and videoed it. But my God, I'm terrible. You think your singing's terrible, Lee? She used to see me with that dope rope. Honestly, I've got to practice a bit. I will post some video of me doing it, but once I can do it. But I suppose everyone's got to start somewhere, haven't they? Well, they do, yeah. She started somewhere. She wasn't always that good. No. And she does post the videos of where she gets it wrong, but God, I'm terrible with that. I just don't know how she's got the timing. Like, I watch it when she does it without the rope, and then she just puts the rope in, and the rope's just going around, but she's still... I wouldn't be able to do that and move my feet in a different direction. I know, it's truly amazing. Which I'm actually doing now while I'm sat here, but... <laughs> a bit of visual for the podcast, Ellie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone loves it when you do the visuals, Ellie. <laughs> now we're following dope ropes as well. There's loads of people who can skip like she can. Oh, really? Yeah, there's hundreds of people that can skip as good as she can. I'm not, you know, Lauren, if you're listening, you know, I'm not running you down here. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but you're not the only one. <laughs> yeah, but you're not the only one who could do that. And she goes to CrossFit as well. Not that I'm stalking yeah. you, either, Lauren, if you are listening. I'm not. I've just seen, yeah. What boxes she goes to? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what classes did she... So what's up next on the really bad skipping podcast? <laughs> yeah. Well, the next thing we're going to do is I'm outside Lauren Jumps' house. No. <laughs> <laughs> on location well Harv we are actually I don't know if you know this but we're surrounded by another celebrity this evening no I didn't know this it's you Mr Adam Harvey oh. 
now known as Harv's AF on Insta. Yeah, 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 yeah. Alcohol free, yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you know what I thought that was? Yeah, I know. It's supposed to have that. It's supposed to have that. I thought it was supposed to be like um, hard as. Oh. You know, hard as F. I thought it was just been like playing words like halves as F. Yeah, you can. I didn't realize it's alcohol free. Sorry. He likes that, though, look. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, I mean, you can use it either way. It's just it's fine. Yeah. That's what I thought you would do. I, I did notice the name change. I was like, oh. Harv's doing a play on words. But at least yeah. we're surrounded by celebs because Harv is now officially an influencer. Well, yeah. What did you get gifted? Tell us all about it, Harv. I mean, I, I don't <laughs> think I'm officially an influencer. I think I'm unofficially a grateful recipient of a free, uh, of, of a box of um, non-alcoholic lager from Lucky Saint. Because I just I just reviewed it badly uh, and tagged them in, tagged the Grover and Shaspery in, uh, and they sent me a DM. Uh, they slid into my DMs. I've always wanted someone to do that. Nice. Uh, you hoping it was someone a bit more sexy than a non-alcoholic <laughs> lager company? But anyway, no, no. Actually, it was the ultimate. Yeah, they wanted, they wanted to send me a box of um, Lucky Saints, so they, they have it. It turned up today, actually. It did it. Nice. And you said you're going to share. Is that right? No. Oh, it's a bit. No, it's, it's all for me. Oh, it's a bit disappointing. Yeah. I think I was in the photo, wasn't I? Yeah, you were. You're in the group photo. When the when the lovely lady from Lucky Saint messaged me, she didn't say, "Here's a free case because of that guy in the photo with you." Yes, yeah, share it with your mate. <laughs> she was thinking that though, wasn't she? She thought, "What a nice t-shirt mate. he's yeah, got." On. She said, "We'll send you a case because you brazenly asked for a case in my review." So <laughs> I did see that. No, it's quality. Well done, mate. That's great. So yeah, I mean, my first little bit of um, you know sponsorship, Instagram gifting, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. That's no, brilliant. Well done. Well done. Yeah, what are you gonna work. if anybody listening wants to send me anything, you can. Anything? Don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't given my address out. Yeah, I was just about to say, go on, ping your address out and see. Slide what you into get. his DMs and let him know what you're gonna say. Not not anything. Not not anything, anything. <laughs> right, there's been a bit of a delay on the Sapper Warrior t-shirts. If you don't know what Sapper Warrior t-shirts are, get on your web get on our website and have a look. Um, but get on your website. Yeah, get on your website. No, get on our website, because that's where they are, <laughs> and see them. The Sapper Warrior t-shirts are now in. We're posting them tomorrow. So there's been a bit of a delay around them. So apologies for that, for all the Sapper listeners out there. If you don't know what Sapper is, get on our website, stick it in Wikipedia. That'll tell you what a Sapper is. If you now order Sapper t-shirts, there isn't a delay on them. So we were basically waiting on the print on the back because they're really high quality. And now we've got them in stock so we can send them out in, you know, seven days, they'll be gone. So that's all cool. Cool, cool. Get them in time for the Sapper games. Yes, which is coming up oh, soon. Oh, sorry, Harves. I just overspoke Harves' good dad joke there. What did you say? Do it again. I said Sappy Days then. Hey! I <laughs> love, love a dad joke. 300 for 300. I'm still hurting. I'm, I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you. I'm still. My... You've been back to boxing. Uh, yeah, twice. And we had oh. to do. Well, we were doing snatching, and I thought this is going to hurt. And then the next time I went in there, and that was when I realised I'm overtraining because I just. I wanted to be anywhere else other than in that gym. <laughs> but we'll talk about that next week. So with 300-300, you know, we've started this movement. We made some really good, really good headway on it. But we've got to start thinking about the next 300 for 300 challenge, which we're going to do hopefully in sort of September, October time. So get your thinking caps on. I don't know if you guys have thought of anything. Um, I would just say, could we do it October? Because in September, I'm doing Trek 26, which is 26 miles around Stonehenge for Alzheimer's. Awesome. So look out for the sponsorship on that one. But yeah, so I'm doing that at the end of September with Mrs. Squidge. She's coming with me. Oh, Which excellent. is going to take up a little bit of time. 
walking tw- like training to walk 26 miles although i feel like i could probably walk 26 miles but i reckon you could run it i'm pretty sure you could yeah because well, that would be a marathon <laughs> yeah just do it just run it okay you're mrs squidge i think i, I genuinely think Lisa, you could walk that much uh... i think yeah i'm not going to do too much a few long walks we got snowden on the 30th of july yep yeah so we're walking or mechanical bear crawling up a mountain <laughs> Which would be fun. Have you guys got walking boots? Or are you literally going to do it in a pair of flip-flops, Lise? Trainers. Fair play to you. That's broken ankle central for me. Walking boots are, are horse, horse time. Walking boots are just like, they're, they're not good. Yeah, trainers. I was going to go trainers. Yeah. Have you got walking boots? Well, I've got, a, yeah, I've got a decent pair of boots that are walking, yeah. Walking boots then. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> And are you going to bring your poles along as well and start like... Yeah, the f***ing it you with. (laughs) (laughs) I can't say that. This This is the most unprofessional one we've done so far. Uh, Think of the editing you're giving yourself, man. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I'll just cut massive sections out. It's fine, it's fine. Uh, What else have we got to do? I just went, I just clicked on my own meeting, just sat in there for a minute then. Just oh, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, where is everyone? So oh. I think we need to be honest with our listeners tonight and say we've all had a bit of a week. Lise, you're massively overtraining. Harves, you've got like the stock take from hell. And I, yeah. I'm doing two jobs in my day job. And I think we're all exhausted. So we're not really on point tonight, aren't we? <laughs> so we apologise for the lack of, <clears throat> even more lack of professionalism than normal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and what, what you guys as listeners won't hear is us which all the bits we've edited out tonight, which have just gone wrong, us coughing. We're going to have to do a, um, like an outtake show. Where we just, because it's been a bit of a nightmare tonight. There's been lots of swearing. There's been lots and lots of laughing between the three of us. And lots of um, <laughs> us talking about how unprofessional we are. So <laughs> that's always a winner, isn't it? This is what people want to hear, isn't it? When they tune in. It's now 10 to 9 and Harv's hadn't eaten his dinner. And he's hungry from the moment he wakes up anyway. So you must be starving. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. You know, hanger is uh, is around the corner. I think it's a real thing. I get really hungry. Oh yeah, oh yeah, without a doubt. Without a yeah, doubt. and the older I get, the hangrier I get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess the point uh, unreasonable as well. Like proper, like if I don't go and get some food, I'm like horrible. I don't think that's unreasonable. No, no, I don't. If you're hungry, no. you're hungry, aren't you? Yeah, you just got to eat. Talking about being hangry, let's talk about this this week's topic that we've decided to talk about, which mm. is, Lise? Happiness! Yay! So we're going from hangry to happiness. So we've decided we're going to talk about happiness tonight. And why is that, Harv? Well, first of all, I'd like to say that will be my spectrum of emotions. When, when we finish this pod and I will take my hanger and I will eat, I will be happy at the end of it. So I yeah, will nice. experience that. But the reason for the discussion, and it's quite, it's quite a deep question, actually, quite a big question is can you choose to be happy doing some listening around this so go on Ad. well i was gonna say um this all came about because harv's listened to um an episode of the diary of a ceo which is by stephen bartlett who is the the world's youngest ceo millionaire is that right uh possibly he's incredibly successful he's not 30 years old yet but he's he does a great podcast seems like a really nice bloke i've never met him but and he's on dragon's den he is now on Dragon's Den, yeah. And, and possibly a future guest on our podcast. I mean, I'd like to push for that. That'd be pretty cool if we could get him oh, on it. Well, there you go. If we've got, we got Lauren Jumps, you know, why not Stephen Bartlett? You know what I'm saying? 
this isn't the Lauren Jumps section anymore. Move oh, on. sorry, I'll move on from that. <laughs> so Stephen Bartlett interviewed a guy called Mo Gordat, who is the ex-CEO of Google X, so also mm. a very, very successful gentleman. And he's written a book, which I've bought and should be delivered tomorrow, called Ooh. Solve for Happy. So he was talking about, or they were talking about happiness and how controversially, possibly this statement, happiness is a choice. Mm. Whether you agree or disagree with that is entirely up to you. And we had some really good discussions about it. So we said, let's talk about it on the podcast, you know, is happiness a choice and all the surrounding things around that statement. So before we start on that, one thing I want to say is I really, really like Stephen Bartlett's um, podcast. And I love what he says at the beginning. And Harvey, you'll know what he says. I hope no one is listening. But if you are, keep it to yourself. I think that's such a cool thing to say. Like, that is super cool. And we need we need something like that. We need a tagline like that. Yeah. Yeah, super cool. So Harvey, over to you. Yeah. So I've been I've been thinking about this a lot over the last the last few days. And I think I'm not I'm not there yet, but I, I, I think you you can choose to be happy. Or at least you can choose to be more selective over your emotions and how you let your emotions govern what you do. I think essentially we are able to program our brains more than we think we can. I mean, I you know, a lot of our emotions and a lot of our outlook is, is based on external factors and uh the way the way we've been brought up and our, our environment. Um you know, we live. We spend a lot of our time living in the past or living in the future, but I think if you can become aware of your emotions and identify them, then you could probably address them more quickly. And I, I think, in essence, that's what they're driving at. Um, but I think to get to the, that state of like pure happiness that Mo Gowda is, is seems to be in takes a lot of inner work. Absolutely. And what he also says is that doesn't mean he doesn't get annoyed and angry. Now, I listened to the podcast twice, which is nearly two hours long, and I've listened to it yeah. twice because yeah. I listened to it once and I had to kind of... It's quite a... Like, you have to concentrate, don't you? Like, and pay attention to what they're saying because it's quite a hard concept concept to grasp. And it's well, quite I think in-depth. that's exactly right because a lot of people will just... As soon as you say happiness is a choice, that's, that's the end of the conversation. That's going to a lot of people off. Yeah. People will be so dismissive of that. You know, it can't be a choice. This, this, and this has happened to me or it's happening to me. I can't choose to be happy. The world is making me unhappy. Um, so to even take the time to listen to someone that try and explain it, it takes a lot of thought. You're right. You have to really concentrate on how, how you can even begin to get to that state. Now, let's remember, these are two millionaires, okay? Mm-hmm. And they're talking about being happy. Now, instantly, people are going to now say... Well, hang on a minute. If they're millionaires, of course they're happy. Well, hang on a minute. As we've discussed before, money does not buy you happiness. You know, some of the richest people in the world suffer from addiction and depression. I think that's a fact of life, and we know that. However... Absolutely. And I think, actually, Mo Gowda, you know, he talks about years ago when he had, I think he said at the time he had 14 or 15 cars in his garage. Uh, and he had more money in his bank than he knew what to do with. He had the villa, he had the lifestyle, he had the Armani suits. And he was clinically depressed. And then he lost his son through a routine appendix operation. And unfortunately, his son, Ali, um, passed away. I think he was 21. Yeah. And that was a life changer for him. Now, in that moment, how can you say you can always be happy and happiness is a choice when you've lost one of the most important things in your life? 
I'm sure he took years of healing to get over that, but now he can look at it as a positive moment in his life and the things that have happened since then. And he talks about the um, the eraser test where you can erase those traumatic moments in your life. You know, he's he gives people an option, write down a traumatic event that happened in your life and imagine if I can erase it, but you have to erase everything and everyone you met because of that traumatic moment would you want to do it and even he said you know someone asked him on stage in 2019 would you erase Ali's death and he said no because of the things he's learned and the and the places he's been and that's a hard thing man that's a hard thing to admit isn't it yeah but then I think in a way like he was saying as I wasn't about like you can sit and be sad and you can cry and you can obviously grieve we all grieve when people die but it doesn't bring them back does it so the choice of being unhappy about the fact that and that, I know obviously it happened a lot earlier than what it should have done. Like you should never have to bury your children. But the fact that it is going to happen at some point, you know, we all know everyone's going to die. Do you know what I mean? Like at some point it's going to happen. So you can either choose to kind of like what we we're saying about like, mum, I want to be able to remember her as she was and all the happy times we had. I don't want to be sad when I think about her. But you can quite easily go down that road of thinking, you know, why isn't she here? Why did she get ill? Why was she so ill? Why did I lose her before, you know, everyone else did and things like that? But it doesn't change anything. You know, she was still an amazing mum. I wouldn't swap those years we had her to still have, which is kind of the same thing, to have her back now, you know, would you swap everything that you've already done with her if it meant having her back? You know, and it is, it's, you can see where he's coming from with it, the concept behind it. Absolutely. And he says, you know, he talks about the sort of three stages of, of happiness. You know, if something bad happens in our lives, you know, I think the, the sort of beginner version was he said, you know, can you accept it? No, I don't think that's what he said. The beginner version was, can you change it? No. Can you change it? And then the second one was, um, if you can't change it, can you accept it? And then the third one is, can you change it? No. Can you accept it? And can you move on from it? You know, I think that's how he said. And, you know, when you put that in day-to-day life, yeah, you know, I've been thinking about it for the last three or four days and, and yeah, hell yeah, you can do this. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I think, because happiness is such a huge thing, and I think you can actually apply this to all sorts of emotions. And I, I've done it. I've done it with anger. You know, I did some work through with a hypnotherapist locally, Daisy Marion, Tisbury. And, um, we, we, we talked about anger and managing anger and then identifying the emotion. So we have lots of emotions that go on and a lot of them, well, not a lot of them, but some of them aren't very helpful to us. And anger is one of them. And you, if you, you can train yourself to feel it coming, to, to be aware of it, but to not act on it. And then to think, take that time and dismiss it. And again, the process you go through is I'm, I'm feeling angry about something. Can I change that thing? And if you can't change a thing, there is no point wasting your energy being angry on it. It, it will get you nowhere. It will just waste waste energy. And it's, I think you, it's the same the same principle, really. You just, just but the emotion of happiness is so big that it makes it hard to comprehend. I, I agree with what you're saying about the anger, and you you can choose to not be angry about it, but that doesn't stop you being upset by the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, you're still upset that the situation happened. But can you change it right now? No. Can you accept it? Yeah, I have to accept it because there's nothing I can do to change it. And can you move on for it? Yeah, I can, but it's going to take me a couple of days. Do you know what I mean? Because that situation upset me so much. 
And I think there is yeah. kind of levels about it. I mean, you know, there'd, there'd be stuff that in our first world country problems that we find is devastating that do take you a couple of days to get over. But like they said, we're in a privileged position, man. We live in, you know, in the top 5% in the world. You know, we've got pretty much everything we need. The people who are listening to this podcast now, by definition, are, are well off because they're listening on an electronic device. Wherever they are in the world, the chances are they've got a roof over their head, they've got food on the table. So we're listening from a privileged, privileged and position. And what's more, it's more, if they're listening to us speaking now, they're not thinking about anything else. No. There, there is no, I think the phrase is, there's no tiger attacking them. They are in this moment listening to this now mm. and uh, yeah like you say by definition privilege and what you just referred to there Harv I was really taken back by what they talked about by living in the moment and I think this is a really important thing for people's happiness and if you can comprehend what we're trying to say here it's a fantastic tool so regret is about the past anxiety is about the future but living in the present, you're not worrying about the past and you're not worrying about the future. You're living right now. And right now, I'm talking to two of my very good friends and I can see both your faces and it makes me smile. So I'm living right in this moment and I've got absolutely no worries in my life because I'm talking to you two. So I am, by definition, happy right now. And the thing is, Ad, you will only ever live right now. Never get this moment again. No. You, you won't you won't live in the future no matter how you imagine the future or what you reflect on the past you're not living there now you're not living there now you're not living there yet even if your future is you know you, you correctly predict it which most people don't because most people actually when they think about the future think about it in, the, in an anxious way so it's something that's upsetting them further down the line that might not even happen the, the only time we live is now and the bad things in the past that have happened to all of us, and I mean, when I say all of us, I mean everyone in the world have got traumatic and bad events that have happened in the past. We can't change any of those because that moment is gone. And so you, you either live with it and you regret what happened or you have to accept it and try and move on. Now, I understand there's people out there who have had hugely traumatic things happened. But if you go through a counselling session, if you talk about it, if you work on those things, hopefully you can leave that in the past and start living in the moment. I think he seemed like quite a peaceful, calm man, didn't he? So like yeah. just accepting everything. Like I say, he doesn't, it's not, he's not saying he doesn't get angry. He doesn't get, you know, angry at the world and things that happen. But he comes across as a very peaceful, calm man and that nothing really phases him. So that all these things happen around him but he just lets them happen. That That is the point, yeah, because these things, and anybody, you know, uh, there's a, I'm trying to remember who the poet is now, but there, there's a famous line about keeping your head while everybody around you loses theirs. Yeah. Um, it's used on Asmus. Keep your head, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's that thing, it's, you know, you, you're just, you're seeing everything for what it is, but you're not letting your emotions control what you do. And like he was saying, everything's learned, isn't it? Like, as we're born happy, like a baby is happy, as long as it's fed, as long as it's warm, and as long as it's clean, it'll sit there and it'll entertain itself. Yeah. It's only as we get older and the outside influences of the world tell us that we need to be married, we need to have children, we need to have a good job, we need to have a car, we need to have a house. When we don't, I like what he was saying about when you don't meet those expectations, that's when you become unhappy. And it's what we put on those expectations that actually make us happy or unhappy. Yeah, and I think, and I think, and, I, and, I, and I'm guilty of this as well. That I sometimes you you don't allow yourself to be happy, 
or you oh you god i'm dreadful for it like happy. i always think if i'm happy something's going to go wrong something's going to go wrong yeah and it's hard to admit you're happy or that things are going well or whatever but that's the moment you're living in so be happy i think as well least to second your point when you say he's a really calm man and he is you know he comes across and, I, and i'd encourage anyone it's episode 101 on the diary of a ceo and i'll encourage anyone to listen to it it is deep it, but it is meaningful and it's worth a listen and he's super calm but he's an he's an older gentleman you know he's got he's got time on his side he's he's had a lot of learning time but you know i think if we if we can all you know just change our mindset slightly and look at those things in a different way and rather than being we can think live in the moment you know for example he talks about you know the, the happy moments in your life and, and for me that's how i feel about happiness if you ask me what happiness is i would say it's joyous moments through the day and it's living in that moment when you're stood with your mates and you're laughing you're living in the moment aren't you you're not thinking about mm. the past you're not thinking about the future you're talking with your friends and you're laughing about a joke that someone said and you're living right there when your children or your loved one or your mum or your dad smile at you you're you're living in the moment you're not worrying about the past or the future you're right there right then and that's what makes you happy isn't it and these moments happen all the time but we just we're so consumed by other things aren't we you i mean for instance Totally different kind of thing. But Glastonbury, you watch it on the iPad this year. Everyone in the crowd has got their camera up before the act comes on filming it, aren't they? They're not watching it because they're looking through their screen to check whether they're filming it. And you think years ago, you just used to go to a gig and watch it and appreciate it. But now everyone's, you know, filming a bit to upload on Instagram. And the lady I work with came back from Glastonbury. She was like, oh, I was really annoyed because I couldn't upload stuff on like Facebook and Instagram because the internet wasn't great. And I'm thinking, Live why do you moment. need to do that? Yeah, like you're there. Just enjoy it. Come back and tell us about it. But you don't need to be, you know, and we're all, I'm guilty of it. God, I used to be dreadful at like uploading things. If I was out for dinner, I take a photo of my dinner. No one wants to see what you're having for dinner, but it's yeah, just become part of uh, Well, <laughs> I actually did. I actually did that yesterday. Yeah. But do you know, when I sat down for dinner, I went to a steakhouse lease and had a steak and I, it came out and it was a rack of ribs with a steak on it. It looked good. Oh, I would have taken a photo of that. Yeah, but do you know, I instantly thought of you two. That's the only thing I thought. As soon as they put it in front of me, I thought of you two, and I thought, and I apologised to the guys I was out with and said, I hate it when people take a photo of their food, but I've got to take a but. photo of this and send it to my mates because they are going to love that. Yeah, <laughs> but amazing. it is the kind of thing, isn't it? Everything, we're so, like, there's so many outside influences as we get older mm. that affect, you know, these things go on all the time, but we just don't appreciate them because we're too busy you know yeah exactly and and we we talk about materialistic things and money and how they don't make you happy now I, i'm not so naive that i can say you know i think that if i won the lottery i'd be happy that's not what i'm saying at all but money can definitely aid your happiness now one of the yeah. things that started the conversation between me and halves when we were texting about this this thing we both listened to i was saying okay look great yeah this guy can say he's happy all the time brilliant you know he's doing what he loves every day he's um you know, he's, he works on investments. Well, that's his joy. That's what he does. He's not getting up at six o'clock in the morning to go and work two jobs, living in a mid-terrace mid house, just, you know, and working from six o'clock in the morning till 10 o'clock at night just to put shoes on his children's feet so they can go to school So and put yeah. food on the table. He's not doing that. So I think it's a very easy thing to say, oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. But 
that person who is working those two jobs, when you get time off and you're with your kids and those joyous moments when your kids come in and hug you and smile at you and you're playing football with them or, you know, you're having fun, that's the happiness and that's what he's talking about. So I think it's... Yeah. It goes back, you know, to what you said earlier about us being in the top 5% or the luckiest people alive because you've just listed there what is what is some people's dream reality, you know, you are, you know, kids shoes on your kids' feet or a mid, living in a mid-terrace house, having a job, having an income. You know, for some people, that's that's a dream. That's happiness, isn't it? Being able to do this. And I think yeah. I think this goes back to to our external, the external environment, and the fact that, especially in the Western world, we we just we're always trying to get more. We always think we we need more. When, well, we're programmed to think that that's success, aren't we? Well, yeah. yeah. Happy happiness. You know, when they do these happiness surveys across the world, Western countries never come top of those. This certainly not the UK anyway. You know, you get you'll you'll find sub-Saharan African countries in certain parts of Asia with the much poorer parts of the world that have a higher happiness rate because their value the, the value is on relationships. And it goes back to the suicide rate in this country, like you said, Harves, twelve people a day. You know, so I don't know. Twelve men a day. I don't know how many women so it's, it's sorry, twelve men a day. So it's probably more than that. And if you if you think of those African countries or or wherever, you know, we're we're absolutely pigeonholing a, a you know a continent there. What I'm saying is other places. I don't know the financial you know the financial position of people compared to the suicide rate i don't know what that percentage is or what that ratio looks like but i i consider it it would be less you know yeah. and i think that this also brings it on to and i know you've listened to it have jimmy carr was also on the diary of the diary of a ceo and he talks about um sort of happiness and because he struggled with his own mental health in the past and he talks about how why accept why should you accept good when you could be great you know if someone came to you and said you know you're 22 i'll give you you know i'll, I'll give you 35 grand a year but i want you to give up your freedom i want you to work on my time and i want you to work until you're 65 then retire for 10 years and then die no one would take that would they but that's kind of what we sign up for. Is that's our reality, isn't it? Yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> yeah, because he talks about, doesn't he? He's like, oh, you know, think about if you want to buy something, whether that 10 hours of work, which it will take to buy it, would be better spent with your friends. But I haven't got that luxury. I can't say to my boss, can I have the day off, you know, and still pay me, but I'm not going to come in tomorrow because I'm not going to do something with my friends. Whereas they've got that opportunity, haven't they? They've got the chance to go, I'm going to take three months off and just see where my life takes me or, you know, not go to work for a while. But as a normal everyday person, we haven't got that luxury in life. We have to go to work. And he's saying, wasn't he, about like, you know, you go to work to provide for your kids and provide a house and provide food and clothes and stuff. And if you ask them what they wanted, they would just want your time. But that's not possible either, is it? Like you have to go to, you know, you're going to work to do those things. If you didn't go to work, you'd all love to be able to spend more time at home with the kids when they're younger and when they need you. But if you do that, you don't have everything else, do you? You don't have a house. You don't have. <laughs> if you go to work, like most of us do, and, you know, that that those are the moments where you have to try and choose to be happy. You have to try and yeah. adopt, adopt that so that you can then make those places. Take that work. back, yeah. But Dr. Uh, Chatterjee talks about it as well, doesn't he? One of his, like his is a bit of a choose happiness. So if people do things that make you angry or like say like cut you up in the traffic or take a parking space or whatever, they've got a reason for that. And you can either choose to think they've done that on purpose to piss me off or you can think maybe they're in a hurry. Maybe they're going to see a sick relative. Maybe they've got five minutes before they've got to go home and look after a sick child. And if you choose the happiness option, it'll instantly make you feel better about yourself that day rather than be 
annoyed about it and frustrated, which then does bring you down, doesn't it? Like I'm quite a negative person. I put negative outcomes on a lot of situations before they've even happened. And that's anxiety. Whereas if I, yeah. And if I flipped it around the other way, I probably would be a lot happier. But I always think, I always think the worst. And then if that doesn't happen, I'm not as disappointed. Whereas if I think it's going to be good and it's not good, I become disappointed. Does that make sense? Like Absolutely. I mean, I went out for dinner with some guys from work yesterday and I thought, oh God, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a bit boring. But, you know, I've got to do it. It's work. You know, I'll go. And do you know what? I think because I because I was I, not that I wasn't looking forward to it, but because I thought it was going to be a bit dull, I had a really, really great night. There was five of us and it was a great we had such a laugh. And at one point, tears were rolling down my face. We were laughing so much. And then today when I went into work, I was like, this is a really positive place for me today because I had such a nice time last night. I really bonded with some of the guys and it was a really cool thing. But if I'd have gone yesterday thinking, I can't wait to go out for dinner tonight, it's going to be amazing, it probably wouldn't have been a bit disappointing, you know? So I see where you're coming from. It's that from, level of expectation, isn't it, that we put on things. But you're living in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, no I'm, yeah, like I'm, I would say I'm quite a highly anxious person about it. <laughs> But at the same time, we've got to have goals. Like, Harves, we've talked yeah. openly about the goals we want yeah. for the Brave and Determined Company and where we want to be. Yeah, you can't be, like, low expectations all the time because you wouldn't do anything. No, no, I think you could still have those have those goals, but trying to anticipate how something that later that night might be, you know, is potentially futile. And it? attaching a meaning to something. Mm. You know, you just have to kind of let it happen, don't you? You know, and see... Because he, he talks a bit about love as well, doesn't he? And how, like, children love unconditionally. Yeah. Whereas mm. as adults, we give love, but we only give love to receive it back. We don't just give it to someone and think, I love them. I love spending time with them. They make me happy. If they don't make you happy back, you then become disappointed and the relationship comes to an end. Whereas if we just gave love out and waited to see what comes back, then you'd be... So here's the sort of closing question is, Harves, do you think happiness is a choice? Yeah, I knew you were going to come back, and, and you're going to get the same no, question like, in a minute, at least. And I feel, I feel like I've been defending the argument to say yes, it is, and I, I am still struggling that little bit to admit fully that it is. But I think we can choose to be happier. I like that. Yeah, that's a good. What do you think, Lise? Yeah, I'm with Habs. I'm going to try, like, actually, actively try this week to be mm. happier about every situation that comes my way. And I've definitely been living that the last couple of days and thinking I want to be happier about the things that happen in my life. I don't think you can say, and, and, I'll, and I think I'll always believe this, I don't think happiness is an out-and-out choice, but I think we can definitely change the way we think to be happier, and I like that. And I don't think you can be happy all the time, can you? No, because bad things happen, but that's what he's yeah. saying. So he says bad things happen, but he processes it in his brain in seven seconds and chooses to be happy. It's making your brain, it's retraining your brain, isn't it? But when you have devastating news, when you lose a loved one, you can't seven seconds later be like, yeah, I'm okay about that now. No. <laughs> but that's what we're saying. You know, can, can you change it? You have to accept it. Can you move on for it? Yeah, but, you know, if you've had devastating news about a loved one, it's going to take you a long time to compute it and be yeah. happy again. But I think that's okay. And if we can if we can change our thinking to say, can I can I change it? Can I I can't change it. Can I accept it? Yes, I have to accept it because I can't change it. Can I move on from it? No, not yet, because I've got to grieve or or, or you know that you know, whatever it is, there's a, a healing process to those things. One of the things that 
Alan Carr says, Jimmy Carr. Jimmy Carr. Well, I'm going to leave that bit in because that's quite funny. <laughs> well, yeah, I Jimmy, think, I love that. Yeah. One of the things that Jimmy Carr said, and it's not him who said it, it's an old Chinese proverb, that the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The second best time is today. And I love that because I think that's such a cool thing. And if you think about our lives in that way, we think, oh, God, I wish I'd have done that when I was younger. Well, the second best time to do it is now. You know, I wish yeah. I wish I could go back and change that. Well, you can do that now. And I think if you can manipulate your thinking to that old Chinese proverb, you could probably live a lot happier life if you just, you know, let go of the regrets in the past and the things you didn't do and the things you should have done and do it today. If you've always wanted to walk up Snowden, make that decision today. If you've always wanted to do something else, make the decision today, you know, and I think that's such two great examples there. Had you could uh, go up Snowden or do something else. Yeah, absolutely. Go up Snowden or just do something else, whatever you whatever you want to do. Yeah, I still want to do that. I need 297 dogs. Um, Lise, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, you lost one. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe 296. <laughs> I can't remember. I lost count. <laughs> Lise, what are you doing this weekend? Uh, this weekend, I am, and well, you all are, all my family, and um, my nieces and nephew are doing the Walk for Wards, which is a walk organised by Salisbury Hospital for their uh, Stars Appeal around Wilton House. And my dad is doing it with us. And oh, bless him. Some of you will know he was in hospital last year with COVID, not long after my mum died. And he was in intensive care for a week. And it was touch and go at one point as to whether he would actually pull through. So he's been wanting to do it since he sort of came out of hospital and it was talked about. And so he's going to, yeah, try and walk 3K. It's not very far for some people, but for my dad, it'll be a marathon. Um, so, yeah, so we're doing that on Sunday, all of us together, which will be lovely because, you know, something to give back to the people who helped him through and i think you you really just lightly touched on what you went through then lise that was because I, li- <laughs> I was with you then you know pretty much yeah. every day in the gym that was tough man wasn't it just after it losing was. your mum and your dad was really poorly wasn't he and i think to be honest i think i'm only just processing it now if i'm honest mm. i think last year was just complete adrenaline head down get through it and sometimes when i think about it now i'm like we could have lost both of them within the space of he went in intensive care three weeks after mum died and yeah they said to us it's 50 50 as to whether he'll come out i remember you telling me that i still remember now like vividly i remember standing in the gym and you and you saying to me there's a very high chance i'm gonna lose both my parents in in a matter of weeks yeah and me just standing there thinking i don't at least i don't know what to say i would just give you a hug because i don't i never thought we'd lose him i don't know whether that was just being optimistic or whether i was just sort of a bit oblivious to the actual but in my head, I thought if I let that thought come in, I'll realise it. But it was just kind of like I never thought it. I just never wanted to think that was going to happen. Mm. But in a way, if it, had, you know, I'm not saying if it had done, but they would have been together, and you probably at some point would find some comfort in that. But yeah, it would have been traumatic, very traumatic. Mm. It was traumatic, <laughs> and we couldn't see him either. You know, tough we couldn't times, go and visit man. Him. Tough times. And like when we talk about happiness and it being a choice, how how can you get out of bed when you're going through that yeah. <laughs> and just be like, yeah, today's a, today's yeah. Wednesday. <laughs> today's a great day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I haven't spoken to my dad yet. I can't get hold of anyone on the ward to see if he's still alive. But, you know, no, although, you know, no happiness is a news. choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we found there were things to be happy about. You know what I mean? Like we used to FaceTime and the nurses were brilliant and, you know. It was a tough time for everyone working in those, you know, COVID times. So they did a great job. 
and we've raised nearly six hundred pounds. I was going to say, can you share your link? I don't know if you can do it on Insta, you know, on on the yeah. Brave and Determined account. But you know, if anyone can can spare a bit of money like for, to sponsor for us. Yeah, yeah, that'd be really cool. I I need to sponsor you, so send it over. And that'd be really cool. What about you, Harv? What are you doing this weekend? Anything good? Um, yeah, it's my daughter's birthday this weekend. Uh, on Saturday, so we're having a, a disco for her on Friday night. And Careful of those hammies as you're throwing the shape. Love a disco. Indeed, indeed. I've only got one shape, but I shall throw it. <laughs> yeah, so we've got the disco. Then we're going to the cinema on Saturday. Uh, and then. Oh, the, what are you going to watch? There's a new Groove film from the Minion. Oh, cool. Oh, uh, um, yeah, so we're adapt for that yeah. on Friday night. But more importantly, uh, we're going to have a Nando's. <gasps> so, I had one last night, but you're going to be disappointed in me. Because I'd eaten an awful lot of carbs in the day, I had to have the corn on the cob and the coleslaw as my sides. Oh, lost leaves. I know. <laughs> but the night before, I'd, ha- I'd had pizza and chips at the Bell and Crown and their little pizza, sort of takeaway pizza thing. So I felt like I'd had Where's little that? Zeals. Oh, nice. Yeah, I know. Yeah, lovely little pub. So yeah, so I'd already been out Monday night and then I went out Tuesday night. So I had chicken wings, corn on the cob, coleslaw. It's our birthdays coming up soon, half. So we got to go out for a night, yes. don't we? Yes, actually, actually, a couple of things on the old the old birthday front. Three things on the birthday front. One is yes, we need to take your uh, Nando's cherry and pop that bad boy. Secondly, I don't know if you can have that on the album. Right? We definitely <laughs> can. Kerry loves it. Yeah. <laughs> Secondly, Johnny from the middle. It's his birthday this weekend. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, happy birthday, Johnny! A big shout out to Johnny. If I like said to him yesterday, if I'd known before, I would have thrown a joint party for him and my ten-year-old daughter. But you know, <laughs> it be. Um, and also, there's a thing in in CrossFit in our CrossFit box where they like to use someone's birthday age as a number of burpees. So yesterday it was Faye. Oh yeah, uh, Faye, Faye Gomes' birthday, and we had to do forty-three sync burpees at the end. Now Johnny is going to be forty-five or forty-six, so he's saying, "Well, yeah, that's going to be a few more burpees for people at the weekend." So let's not tell Chris. But then I dropped the bombshell that Harves and Collins' birthday is on the same day. So you've got to add our ages together. Oh, yeah, well, I'm a lot younger than you, aren't I? Well, <laughs> you can choose happy, mate. You can't choose your age. No, that is true. <laughs> um, I quickly, before we go, I've got a funny story if you want to hear it. Yeah, what are you doing? Oh, no, I'm not doing much this weekend. I'm building a log cabin. Anyway, that's another story. So, oh. yeah, my um, wife bought one of our... Um, slash armhole vests so if you don't know what a slash armhole vest is get on the website and you'll see it lisa's got one on which is great me and halves can see it and we already know but thanks lisa it looks really cool actually i really like it in black i like this one we went to my mum's um who is a dressmaker and is really good at that sort of thing and nick was saying that it's too long so she wanted to cut a little bit off it so nick put it on i measured it and said oh mum do you think you could cut nine centimeters off of nick's t-shirt which she said yeah yeah cool she goes i'll do seven centimeters though because you can always cut a bit more off so I went, yeah yeah cool that's fine she comes back in she, she went into another room comes back in and goes here nick try that on nick tries it on and it's literally like up over her belly button and she goes, oh, oh, sorry. I don't know what's happened there. It looks like I've cut too much off. And Nick's like, being polite, it's fine. It's totally fine, <laughs> honestly. Honestly, it's fine. I'll still wear it. And I was thinking, that is way too short. And I sat there thinking for a minute, thinking, how, how has she done that? She did seven centimetres. So I walked into the other room to see the off cut, which was massive, and measured it and was like, well, that's 15 centimetres. Turned the tape measure over, it was seven inch. Oh, bless And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> so I went back and I said, Mum, when I said seven, is that seven centimetres or inches? She's like, well, I always work in inches. I was like, yeah, that's oh, the yeah, problem. Oh, yeah, I'll bless her. <laughs> so she wrecked Nick's T-shirt, which was pretty funny. Oh, I've done the same to my white one. I cut it. 
but not very well. It's sort of oh, a bit really? Funky. Yeah. Well, that's the funny stories for tonight. So I think we should sign off there. Yeah, and be happy. Be happy. It's a choice. Half. Be happy. You look hungry, but don't. Live in the moment. Be happy. I'm happy because I'm not going to go to bed and I'm tired. I'm going to go and eat. So that's making me happy. You're going to watch Love Island, Lise? Oh, what time is it? I'm not allowed to wear a watch. Oh, yeah, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> not allowed, no, you are allowed to wear a watch, just a normal watch. I haven't, that's the only watch I've got. But yeah, I will put Love Island on. Are you going to sing us out, Lise? Sing us out. Oh, okay. I've got the good song. Because go I'm happy. Clap oh, along yeah. If, if you, you feel, feel like, like happiness a... is the truth. Because I'm Sorry. happy. Clap along if you feel like. <laughs> Lise, I love it. We've got to do this on a video one day so people can see you and get it on YouTube. We'd be like, because um, Stephen Bartlett is quite, he's quite sensible, isn't he? Like, mm. you know. Yeah. So, yeah, we should film it. Well, we'll get Stephen Bartlett on as well. I'll send him a message tomorrow and see if I can get him on it. And Alan Carr yeah. and Jimmy Carr. <laughs> and anyone else wants to come on? Yeah. <laughs> Take care, guys. Go and eat some dinner halves. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Bye.